Hello everyone, pardon my appearance. I just got back from work about 30 minutes ahead of a scheduled interview, so, you know, here we are, that's a whole thing. But today, I am talking to Manda Witkowski, the Republican nominee for treasurer in Campbell County. It's going to be a great conversation, and I think very interesting. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope you are as well. So buckle up, because this is Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. America is no longer one nation under God. Are you ready to fight for a revival? Well, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Fight and Revive with Adam Boyer. As I said, I'm here with the Republican nominee for treasurer in Campbell County. This is Amanda Witkowski. Ms. Witkowski, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Adam. I'm so honored to be that you reached out to me. Yes, I'm, I'm very happy we were able to make it work. So, I can't imagine many people think treasurer when the idea of a political office comes to their mind. So, why do you think local involvement in politics is so important, and what motivated you to run for this office specifically and really bring some attention to a race that's usually getting overlooked at this time in the election season? Honestly, um, I served in the... Campbell County Treasurer's Office for a decade. Um, and working in there, you know, I never knew before I went to work there that it was a constitutional office, that it was an elected position, not a appointed position. Um, I did this four years ago. And four years ago, you know, I ran as an independent, just like everyone else. Um, and I really thought that political party had no place in local government. Um, and that was just my personal opinion. Because you're a constitutional officer, you're there for everyone. You're a public servant, you're there to serve everyone. Um, right. What spurred me on this go around four years later is ultimately at the insistence of my fellow deputies. Um, and some encouragement from local officials that I decided after a lot of praying that it's something that I needed to do. Um, so here I am four years later doing this all over again. Um, <laughs> and I feel like this go around uh, with the help and the support of the Campbell County uh, Republican Committee and the community in itself it's just been phenomenal this go around. Okay, yeah, I I love that. So, what exactly is a, a treasurer does? And I think this is probably a question you get a lot on the campaign trail. If I, I if I had to guess, I think when people think of treasurer, the idea or the mental image comes to mind of some person opening a safe in in some back room in some office building somewhere and stuffing wads of cash in, but I'm guessing that's not quite how it works. Fair enough, but no, that's not how it works. Um, as the treasurer, uh, you are the checks and balances of Campbell County. Um, you have many hats that you have to wear. It's your responsibility to receive and collect all the revenue from local and state sources. Uh, we collect, disperse, invest county funds. We maintain a general ledger and collect local and state taxes. Um, so we do have many, many jobs. We wear many hats. Um, and I think that with my decade of knowledge and experience and the relationships that I've built within the county and the state, 
that that whole series of jobs that the, the treasurer is responsible for, I think I'm the perfect person to do that and serve you as your treasurer. And as, as I mentioned, it's not exactly like treasurer is a highly sought after position either. So we need people that will, yeah, we, we need people that will run for offices like treasurer and um, or commissioner of the revenue or whatever it is. Um, I think that's one of the offices that's being run for this year and, and stuff like that. Um, even stuff like uh, water and soil conservation officer, that's they, they really don't do much at all. Like that is one of the more useless offices around. But there's a lot of offices even people don't think of if. People think of local offices. Usually, anything below city council is going to get overlooked. So, um, with all that said, because it sounds like it's pretty important, the job of treasurer. I mean, if you don't want someone messing up taxes and revenue for the county, that's a pretty important, uh, pretty important job. So, what exactly would your biggest goals be when, if you get into office? I know our, our current treasurer has not exactly received raving reviews from the general public, but so I don't know if there's some mess you got to go clean up in there, but what are you going to be trying to accomplish? There's certainly going to be a large mess to clean up, and I am up for the job. The first thing that that I want to make sure that is done is that I maintain a strong working relationship with the Board of Supervisors and the Commission of the Revenue because we do work hand-in-hand so that we can ensure that tax rates are kept as low as possible. With that being said, there needs to be an evaluation of all the unnecessary spending um, that the current leadership has. It's it's awful. Um, They need to be more fiscally responsible. Um, That's something that's lacking right now. Retention and proper treatment of all the employees, um, making the countless turnovers and wasted tax dollars a thing of the past. That's something that needs to be addressed. recognizing and utilizing the individual talents that make up the treasurer's office so that we can better serve you and streamline our processes for the benefit of the taxpayer. Um, That's something that's not being done right now. Uh, Honest and ethical practices, that's a big one. Um, Practices that align with Campbell County's core values as well as the Code of Virginia, because as a sworn-in constitutional officer, you are sworn in to uphold the code of Virginia. Um, right. And I think the last thing that I would like to do is uh, working hand in hand with the Commissioner of the Revenue and the Campbell County School System, I'd like to implement a program partnering with them to educate our high school students on the world of taxes, um, how they're assessed, how the tax rates are adopted, who collects them, um, who that bad guy is, which would be me, hopefully, in January. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something that is near and dear to my heart. You know, I have two grown sons, and my oldest son, I'm guilty of it. You know, I have these kids coming to me, and when I say kids, I say 18 and up. Um, they're coming, paying their taxes for the first time, and they're they're late. They're on our naughty list, and <laughs> when I'm having this conversation with them, it's too late. They're already late. They're, they owe us a ton of money. They've gotten fines and penalties and and whatnot and they're not prepared because mom and dad never told them so that's something that again is near and dear to my heart that i want to implement as soon as i can once we get into office one of the things that a lot of people talk about specifically on the conservative side of the aisle is that is how the public school system has failed us which obviously it has failed conservatives i'm not 
sure it's not just doing the goal of um, the other side, but different topic for a different day. But one of the things we can generally agree on is that the basic knowledge of both history and civics, and I think just in general the practicality of public schools is something there's a lot of lacking there. And so I'm glad to hear you say that because that's a very practical use of funds and resources and time for students and parents and something good for them to be learning about because that's not very, there are very few public schools and even private schools really across the country that offer courses like that. So I think that's a really cool idea and I think that something that could be really beneficial and something that most taxpayers could get behind paying for as well. So right now from everything I've seen and heard from those in the political realm around me, is that because of your dedication to the campaign, you seem to currently have the advantage over the incumbent, which is quite the accomplishment in a small in a small local race, where the power of incumbency rules with pretty much an iron fist. So I know you've been working very hard over the past couple months on the campaign. So from your perspective, how is it looking? What has the uh, reception from voters to you been like, and why should they be motivated to get out and vote in the treasurer's race this November? The response that myself and my husband, um, we're the main ones that have been out. You know, I have a couple of deputies in the office that are helping, um, but they they do have to work and, and keep their job. So right. the response that my husband and I are getting is phenomenal. I mean, you would not believe how eager people are to get out and vote for me and support my campaign. Um, they know what I've been through. You know, I, I found myself unemployed at the end of April because I challenged the incumbent. Um, hmm. I was let go. Uh, so that has given me 100% of my time to focus on that campaign. Um, it's been a blessing in itself. And we have been all over, Adam. I mean, from here to Brook Neal to Gladys, Timberlake, we were everywhere. And, and we're getting great response, um, amazing interactions. You know, my husband will go out by himself in the evenings. I'll go out by myself during the day. We're everywhere. And I haven't really gotten any pushback from anyone. You know, it, it's just been wonderful, actually. <laughs> when you're the incumbent, first of all, an incumbent in any race, is doing a bad enough job to where they can't get any support from anyone. And it, it sounds like from what you said, the reception has been really good. You're not, they're generally not doing a very good job because like I said, usually an incumbent gets very, very entrenched in local in local races and local offices and they build some powerful, some powerful friends. But I'm not hearing any of that in this race. And so I think that's something that's definitely going to help your campaign that, I know you've been, like you said, door knocking constantly, and that's a very under or overlooked and underrated, I should say, aspect of a campaign is how important it is to connect with voters on a personal level um, beyond just what you can do with slick mail or something like that, which is good. Like if you're in a district where you're um, you're in a you're in a rural district where your houses are two and three miles apart, and you got you're going down half a mile long country driveways you can't do it so much door knocking in one day because you know you only have so much time so i think that's something that that um i think that's something that gets overlooked 
but I'm glad to hear you're doing that and having really good results with it. So um, as we start to wrap up here, one thing the voters always do want to know when being asked to vote against an incumbent is what differentiates yourself from, in this case, the current treasurer, and what would you do better than her in addition to what you've already mentioned? Well, there's a great big difference. Um, the incumbent does have many years of service, um, but there is a difference between years of service, uh, service, I can't even talk today, um, and actually having the knowledge, knowledge is power. And we have an incumbent in office that is, um, well, incompetent. There's a level of incompetency that is astounding, and that's something that I have that she does not. Um, the main thing that that I'm getting from the feedback, uh, door knocking every day, is that there's a lack of compassion. Um, so that's something I want to treat people respectfully, compassionately, ethically, you know, all the way down the line. And that's something that is not being done right now. And I think that's why her term as our treasurer has failed so epically is because she doesn't care. Um, and, and I do. I, I honestly and truly care about my community. I love my little village of people and I want to see them succeed. I, I don't want to down people when they can't make their payment on their taxes, you know, and that's, it's just, there's a big difference between the two of us. We're night and day. Um, and four years ago, I honestly think that the voters made a mistake. And I hope that we can rectify that November 7th. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make the same mistake uh, this time around, and I hope we get a lot of good victories this November. We've got around here, I mean, just about everything is being run for state senate. Our uh, nominee is Mark Peake, uh, HD51 is Eric Zare, HD52, Wendell Walker, our sheriff, Whit Clark, who's up is uh, up for re-election, and then uh, obviously you're running for treasurer, and uh, Michelle Rokes is running for commissioner of the revenue. She's our nominee. Am I missing any races? I think those are those are it for the area anyway. There might be some school board races or supervisor that aren't directly around here. But, yeah, so it's very important that people get out and uh, vote in, in, in November, not just for the big races, not just in presidential races. So as we wrap up, um, honest, uh, honest predictions, what do you think is uh, going to happen? Do you see a victory on election night? I'm praying for a victory on election night. Yep, I'm hoping we have we have a very good um a very good result as well. I think we will and I hope and pray for it as well. So, thank you so much for taking this uh busy time the time out of your busy schedule. I know you've I mean you've said in the, in the call already you're doing a lot of door knocking, a lot of campaigning. I think it's going to pay off in November. So, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it and you're welcome back anytime. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That concludes our interview with Amanda Witkowski. I hope you enjoyed the talk today, guys. I don't know if you like these shorter type of episodes or the longer type of interviews better. I will admit the shorter ones are easier, but 
there's advantages to both shorter and longer. So let me know what you all think. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, don't forget you can subscribe to the channel to help push it out to more people. That would be great. You can like the video to help this individual do the same thing. I think I said that right. Individual video. That's a tongue twister. And don't forget the show is now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, maybe even Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Listen Notes, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, it's probably there. So go check it out. And as long as you're not listening to it, like for two tin cans and a string, it's probably not on there. But anyway, thanks for watching.